What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
here from Grundahl. Teasley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing and FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line from Direct Motocross, a very much competing website. We fight tooth and nail with each other, but today we're going to play nicely. Billy Rain- Rainford, how's it going? Good. Who is this? This is Brad Gephardt for Big MX Radio, and you're on my podcast. I, I, I'm yet to get an invite to be on yours, but uh, maybe th- this will uh, get things moving. Well, i got to be honest with you. The podcast side of my business hasn't uh, really exploded the way I've wanted to. Someone needs to sit me down and tell me how to uh, get these darn things up on iTunes and stuff, as I am. Yeah, every time I start, I just go in circles, and I end up getting mad and walking out of the house. I happen to know a guy. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can... Uh... Maybe we can talk. Oh, wait, we are talking. Okay. We're talking now. But we're, we're, we're <laughs> talking Triple Crown Series, uh, Billy, and it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show to, uh, to, to discuss um, Canadian moto because as much as I absolutely love the sport of motocross uh, and, and I, I, I try and take in as much as I can of it, um, I find myself as a Manitoban uh, having been like disconnected from motocross uh for like basically intermittently over the last two decades um very disconnected from canadian motocross but now with this brand new series coming in more than ever i want to pull it closer to me and uh, i need a sherpa to kind of help me uh like kind of wade through the 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 unknowns that are there are the the athletes of the series and i think uh you're the right guy to have on the phone okay well i've got to know first off are you going to do this with or without oxygen I'm going to do it without oxygen. Okay, that's that's lofty. Okay, okay, you can call me Tenzing from now on. Okay, um, perfect. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, would, yeah, let's uh, let's just do it. Uh, I think we're all pretty excited. I mean, we're one day away from the thing now, and no uh, it's all happening tomorrow, man. So it's finally here. Abbotsford is knocking on the door, and uh, the, the, the question is, who's going to answer it? Who is going to come out this weekend and uh, be basically the first ever winner uh, of this uh, Triple Crown series, uh, both 250s and 450s? Um, I'm excited about it. There's been a lot of buzz, and uh, I, before we get into the series and, and the, the athletes, I, 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 like, I talked to uh, a friend of mine, goes by the name of... Uh, Ryan Gauld, and basically I explained the Triple Crown Series as this. And on all motocross races, or any event really, if you're putting on an event, it's like a house party. Um, when people get excited about your house party, and everyone uh, they, they get everyone excited to go, and people are buying, buying drinks to go, and they're like getting dressed up to go, and they're spending money on costumes, and they're spending money on, on transportation, and the whole nine yards, um, and they're all excited, and they're willing to invest in having fun at this party it's going to be a party for the ages it's going to people are going to talk about it people it's going to be known as the good old times and it's going to be something that people will remember for a long period of time 
But if it's a house party that like not too many people know about and it's kind of like it's wishy-washy what the details are or if you're known for not having good parties, um, it, people can be apprehensive about just going in uh, with, with both feet and, uh, and that's how uh, it turns out to be not a great house party. That's, that's how you end up uh, sending people home around after 10.30 and just ordering pizza. So I ask you this. Are Manitoba or Canadian motocross fans going to be rushing to this house party, or are they going to be reluctantly uh, going to it? Well, you know, Brad, sometimes you got to call the police on your own house party to make it look good. But uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I think uh, these guys have put a package together that if you're into moto, and I mean, let's be serious here, the Canadian series has been 10 rounds. I mean, you know, you got, you're done in two months pretty much, right? And then yep. you got the rest of the year. So, I mean... Canadian motocross fans certainly have to want more than that. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I think what, what these guys are putting together and the fact that there's, you know, there's $100,000. Somebody, it's not if you win all three, somebody is taking home $100,000. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, you know, you can screw up the first round and still be in the contention. So it's not like you have to win everything like uh, before, remember, you know, like, you know, like Monster Cup or whatever. You, you can just get the most points and you're going to win that $10,000 for 250 So. Yeah. If that doesn't draw you out, if that doesn't get all the good riders there, then I'm not sure what else will. For sure, and I think the athletes are are going to be there for at least the the most part, and and all, and at least for sure the outdoor portion of things. Um, but uh, like, I, I'm curious to see if people really do get excited about this. I want them to be. I want people to uh, really embrace the series because, uh, like, a a series is only as exciting as the people allow it to be. You know what I mean? They need to take this in. They need to uh, like really put these guys up on a pedestal and enjoy the entertainment. Uh, and when they do, I think they're going to be excited about it. Well, I, I got to be honest, man. I've said for years, I mean, heck, I did most of my racing in the 1980s, for goodness sake. And, mm. and since before that, it's like, why aren't more people coming to watch motocross? This is the coolest, most exciting, best athletes out there. I don't always understand why we don't, I don't understand why people aren't lined up and fighting to get in. It should be, you know, things should be sold out always. I just, we always seem to fight with that. And I just hope, uh, I mean, I heard ticket sales were really good coming up to this. Yeah. Um, I just can't understand why you know, certain other sports, I don't want to throw any under the bus really, but you know, okay. A monster truck race rally, whatever the heck those things are, how are they selling out and we can't sell it when they're super, super amazing athletes and racing. I just don't get it sometimes. Honestly, I think it's, uh, it's like, it's like, uh, um, uh, recency apathy or like local apathy of your sport. Like we're so into it and we're like, we're, and, and we're so used to other, like we're not quite having that frenzy around us for so long that like when people are like, Oh, what are you up to? And you're like, ah, it's not that great. It's, it's okay, I guess. Like, like we're 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 trying to make it better. Whereas with 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 uh, monster trucks, they're like, "Come see Gravedigger. It's the greatest thing you've never seen." And um, <laughs> people get people get excited about that. They they want to pull it in, and they they want to uh, be able to just experience that that excitement. So I, I feel like uh, sometimes. Um, motocross just has to ask for the sale because you know as well as I do, Billy, when you watch a motocross race and if you, you smell the fumes and you see the spectacular bikes flying through the air, uh, the, the block passes, the, everything about it, it's so easy to fall in love with. We just got to get people in the door. No, I, I know. And that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've said it for years too. I mean, during school years, I wish, you know, go out, hand out free tickets to these kids they hold on to them when the series comes close to them, man, they go in. Those are kids that otherwise were not going to go, but hey, man, if they get, I'm talking outdoors here when you're not just, you yeah. know, seats and everything, but 
let's fill the place up, get them in there, get them back. Right. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's all kinds of ideas. And yeah. Anyway, I mean, this series coming up has all of the right ingredients. It's now we just got to, you know, it's built. Let's see if they come. Right. Totally. They build it and they will come. Well, this year, uh, I think they're going to make a push for uh, local and national uh, TV advertising as well as, of course, they've always done uh, local and national radio ad space. I think that those are, are, are good tools. But also having... Uh, yourself, myself, as well as guaranteed, all jumping on, jumping on board, and uh, and and pumping up the series as best we can. I think that that's going to really going to help to uh, just raise awareness and get people out to go watch uh, Tyler Medaglia, Cole Thompson, and uh, many others do battle. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, sometimes we're uh, you know we're victims of preaching to the choir. I mean, I'm not sure. People are just wandering around the internet and going, hey, look, direct motocross. Wow, what are these things? Oh, I'm going to go to a race. You know what I mean? So, I mean, True. the people we hit are probably going anyway. Which They're already is loving it. Sad. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we need to create fans. We need to create, even if they don't race, we need people that are like, we have to make our racers stars. Like, people need to, like, I think the CFL falls short on that as well. But, like, yes. any of the other major league sports, you you know the athletes' names. We need to know the athletes' names. You know what I mean? The, Average Joe needs to know who these guys are, not necessarily be top riders themselves, but just they don't all have to be participators in the sport. We need some spectators, right? People who just want to come to watch. Definitely, I wouldn't. I would say that there is like probably a, a huge astronomical amount of more like casual NFL fans rather than casual CFL fans. You're either into it, you got the logo on the back of your pickup truck, or you couldn't name five players on the team, unless you live in Saskatchewan. The yes, well, that's all, of course the only exception, which most of them do have the pickup truck. <laughs> they do have the sticker and about four jerseys to go along with it. And I will also <laughs> add that Cade Clayson also has a uh, Rough Rider jersey, thanks to me have, uh, putting one on him two years ago so that he could do a, a parade lap with that thing. The fans went crazy. <laughs> that's good. But uh, like we're 14 minutes into this thing, and we haven't mentioned a single one of these guys' names. So, uh, and I, I said we were going to go uh, 450s, 250s, but I've already changed my mind because I do that sometimes. Let's uh, let's go 250s first. Let's leave the, the 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 best for last as far as the athletes go. Let's talk about the uh, the the 250 class for the arena cross. Who's going to be there? Who's going to be? Uh, um, Who's going to be most effective? Let's like. Uh, how about we just dissect this uh, kind of thing like team by team? Sound good? Yeah, sure, man. Whatever. Hey, hey it's your show, eh? It is my <laughs> show, eh? And we're it's two two guys on the show that'll actually use uh use that properly. Um, so earlier this last year, I'm riding down in California. I saw you there uh, a, a plenty of bit, but I also saw uh, a bright green Kawasaki with uh, a rider with FXR gear on. Um, what? And he's like, no photos, what? no photos what? allowed. Like, don't tell anyone. And I'm like, dude, we're at a public track. Sean, I can take photos as much as I want, and I, I'll, I'll tell people whatever I saw. I happened to tweet that I saw Sean Moffenbeier and that his motorcycle had white number plates on it. That wasn't lying. What I wasn't, what I did not divulge is that he was on a Kawasaki, a Monster Energy Alpine Stars Pillars Kawasaki that uh, is a brand new team for 2018, and uh, Sean Moffenbeier is on it. The press release just came out two seconds ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, we all we all knew we did our best to kind of tiptoe around it and everything, right? Because they were getting all their proverbial ducks in a row. But uh, I mean, like you say, what do you do? You show up and there's Sean Moffenbier on a Kawasaki. It's like, I'm sorry, but I have to take this photo and I have to post this photo. But so anyway, yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a merger between the Huber Motorsports guys, right, and the uh, the Kawasaki team. So it's pretty cool that um, that they've come together and finally they've got everything 
set up. It came down to getting the, uh, you know, the names, who gets what name in what order and everything. Now it's a, now it's a heck of a mouthful. Yes, it's almost as, uh, as much of a mouthful as the star Yamaha, no, rock, hmm, monster Yamalube star racing Yamaha. That yeah, is yeah, all. You that is all one thing in 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 the, in the states, and uh, and I guess Monster Energy incorporated with this class this uh, uh, team as well. But um, what are your thoughts on on Sean's uh, emergence? As uh, obviously he's last year's champion. Champion. Uh, he's going to be sporting the number three, I believe, during the uh, the, the arena cross sport side of things. Um, what is he capable of? Does he have the skills indoors to take home uh, moto wins and uh, eventually a title? He, he actually, he totally does. Um, however, we, I spoke with him. We did a little of our little, one of our little tailgating episodes with him. And uh, he came right out and said his goal is defending that MX2. Sorry, they're, they're calling it 250 in the, uh, in the arena cross, not MX2. But uh, his goal is to get that, to defend that title with the number one plate and everything. He wants to do well in the arena cross and the whole thing, of course. But uh, he's really focusing. But yeah, he has indoor skills. Absolutely. He'll be one of the top couple guys for sure. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. I think that he's got the the skill set necessary. I think he's got the intensity, and he's also uh, been known to be a pretty decent good starter. I think that's how he got the the championship in the first place. Is you put yourself in the good positions. Um, as far as uh, KTM Canada is concerned, who is uh, who would be his closest rival as far as uh, as, as an athlete that's going to be traveling east, uh, maybe not doing uh, getting a full support from KTM, but going to be riding an orange bike nonetheless. Yeah, that's, you're talking about uh, young Tanner Ward who just yes. turned pro. I mean, he's sitting he's sitting fifth right now in the Arena Cross Lights in the Amsoil Tour right uh, in the East Side. So he is going to be tough to beat. I mean, I don't know if anyone's underestimating this guy, but uh, he's got the intensity. Uh, I was at the first round in Dayton. He was just kind of getting up to the aggressiveness and everything of that Arena Cross series, and man, he's got it now. He's uh, like you say, he's KTM Canada is focusing on the outdoors and things. I mean, Kevin Benoit, we'll get to that obviously, but he doesn't want to race indoors anymore, so. Uh, Cole and Tanner are kind of out there on their own dime sort of things with their KTM support, you know, their KTM Canada bikes and everything. But man, don't count Tanner Ward out. He's going to be, uh, I don't know how much you've seen him being in Manitoba and everything, but uh, boy, he's got the aggressiveness and the speed. He'll be, uh, he'll be right there fighting. So, I mean, we're going to flip flop back and forth on winners until we get to one rider here, I think. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think I agree with you. Um, it's, uh, like, Tanner is a rider who is pretty raw still. He's got a lot. He's got a lot to learn, but he's learned a lot in the process of of, of, of cultivating those skills. Um, in him, I see a guy who's going to have some wicked fast lap times. He's going to be able to uh, to dice up there with Sean. I, I don't know if he he. Uh, possesses the consistency to do it every single weekend, but uh, I definitely think that he's going to be more of a threat on the West Coast than the East, or the East Coast rather than the West. Would you agree? Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm not so sure. I think he's a kid that's been at this intense level of racing right now. I think he might be the guy that you got to watch out for who's going to come out and, and uh, show that 27 up front. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, keep your eye out tomorrow for uh, for uh, Tanner Ward. I guess uh, next tomorrow's event will be available on the live stream on uh, is it is it on uh, uh, the TripleCrownSeries dot com? Like, what, what's the website for that? It is. Yeah, you go right on there, and there's a, an event tab, and you click on that, and it says nice. live. You click on that, and you go right to the live link. Perfect. Well, you just taught me and my listeners how to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... They took a couple steps out before. It was a bit a bit convoluted in years past, and now it's uh, nice and easy. You go to the site and you click right on it, so that's cool. Are you trying to say that Connects to Share wasn't the easiest way to watch Canadian Moto? 
I'm not sure I said anything like that. <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> definitely was able to uh, to watch some of those races uh, on my on my phone uh, in years previous. But I'm looking forward to a live stream that uh, hopefully is crystal clear. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I've uh, I've sat in with these, you know, in years past with Justin Thompson and the gang and done their live live video program up in the booth, kind of calling the action. It's uh, it was pretty exciting, and I mean, they know what they're doing. They put on a good show. It's uh, hopefully they've got this all dialed. And there won't be any last minute glitches, but I'm pretty sure in the Abbotsford, that's a pretty nice, that's a very nice facility actually. It'll have strong internet, and I don't think we'll have any inter- any issues tomorrow. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to that, uh, as well as some tweet, uh, some tweeting that goes along with it. Um, Jess Pettis, we are all excited about this uh, absolute, uh, this this phenom coming out. Um, like kind of like, as far as like, as far as Supercross goes, it was Canadian Canada's hope uh, going into uh, the Supercross season. Uh, a broken arm followed by uh, uh, so, uh, maybe not the, the performance that he was looking for in Oakland, and uh, and a broken scapula. Um, Enter stage right, Marco Canella. Tell me about him. Yeah, Marco Canella. I mean, he's another kid that came up racing Tanner Ward. We called him the uh, the Fab Three. We kind of had Tanner Ward, Marco Canella, and Austin Watling. Austin Watling has retired from racing, so we're down to the okay. Fab Two here. Um, but yeah, Marco was planning. Their goal was to bring him up a little slower. He was going to be doing uh, some of the big uh, U.S. amateur nationals in like the pro sport uh, A class stuff, just to kind of get his feet wet. But with Jess Pettis going down. Uh, you know, the Rockstar, the MX-101 guys have decided, well, we need a guy out here, so let's let's get Marco in. Marco, really, fat. I mean, I don't know if you saw him at, uh, saw the coverage at uh, RJ's. I mean, he's yep. got the speed as well. I'm not sure if he's quite there yet with uh, the top guys, but he could surprise me. And I surprise all of us. He's, he's fast, young, and, uh, you know, a rookie coming in hot. For sure, and these these tracks will be very short, so uh, uh, fitness probably not uh, an an issue for him. Of course, kids at, at his age kind of uh, this like this, he probably still runs on Coca Cola. He he jumped in and did his first ever uh, short course triathlon two summers ago and won his age group. There you go! <laughs> wow, yeah. that is incredible. Um, yeah. What else can you tell me about Marco? What kind of uh, what kind of riding style does the kid have? I know we've seen video, but uh, like, what are some of his strengths? Well, he, he's a he's a new school rider for sure. Sometimes he, he kind of keeps the elbows down a little bit. Can look like uh, can look an awful lot like Colton Fasciati out there sometimes. I think, but he's got the new school whips and keeps the bike low. And uh, he, you know, he's easier on bikes. Tanner Ward tends to be a little more aggressive on the bike. Marco has a bit more smoothness, I would say. But okay. um, yeah, I think when the time to get aggressive is there, he'll uh, he'll be okay in the, in the arena cross as well. Is he capable of wins? He's capable. I don't see him winning yet, but uh, he's man he's not not long away from it well for sure as, as anyone knows in arena cross if there's a if there's a block pass to be had or if someone can capitalize on a on a, on a good start and maybe a pile up from some of the other contenders uh anything can happen when it comes to arena cross yeah for sure i mean he's a nice kid uh his dad sam is one of the nicest guys you're going to meet out there in the, at the races too so he's got a lot of nice guy in him but uh, i'm sure he can bring out the aggression when he needs to yeah if you're re- racing your arena cross i think that's kind of the, uh it's a mandatory um Side of things, it better be for sure. <laughs> um, Carlson Racing. These guys have been around for uh, for a little while. They uh, they host uh, some some uh, journeymen of the sport in, in Davey Fraser and Kalen Meston. Uh, but we're st- we're talking two fifties right now. Wyatt Waddell, what's up with him? Coming off a knee. Yeah, what? He's yeah he he's had a rough couple of years, man. He was a strong up and comer out in BC. Came up through the ranks. Had a really good uh, you know coming up through junior and uh, his intermediate year. Blew out his ACL. 
was out he, again another one of the nicest guys him and his dad Lori man they're some of the nicest people you're going to meet too uh, I saw Lori uh, sorry Wyatt down uh, he was down training in California he was just getting himself back into shape I mean he dabbed his leg his, bit, his knee was a bit sore but uh, man, he was looking good and I think um, he's going to work his way I wouldn't expect him to be in the contention for wins but uh, he'll be in the he'll be in the main event be in the main event and uh, and, and and doing it proud for uh, for Carlson Racing um, both 250s and 450s for a kid that just loves to ride a motorcycle. I don't think anyone loves riding a motorcycle more than Carson Brown. The 910 in your program switched manufacturers not too long ago. He'd been riding Kawasaki's for quite some time. Um, but he's shown some speed uh, coming off of an injury that uh, kind of cut his uh, his like before Christmas season uh, stuff short, but uh, coming out and doing really well at uh, in both the 250 and the 450 class at some of the uh, amateur Supercross events, Carson Brown, badass. Yeah, this kid, I mean, this kid is who I was alluding to earlier. I mean, this kid's coming in with, I don't remember as much hype in watching a kid ride since like watching James Stewart, some of his old videos on a 125. I mean, if you go follow Carson Brown on Instagram, it'll just blow you away. I, I Courtney Lloyd and the Cycle North guys, I'd be like, hey, hey take, take it easy, man. There's like trees two inches from where you're riding. Pull out and he just, He's just, he just goes it, for like, it. My it's favorite videos are of him riding are when like he has a, a KX252 stroke. And it was just like pouring down rain. He's wearing a flannel jacket and just like <laughs> sending it off these triples. And you're like, like, I wouldn't jump that dry. Like, it's just... And he, yeah, he's got he's got an amazing skill set. Kid loves to ride his motorcycle, and uh, with those Cycle North uh, Hondas underneath him, I think he's in an even better situation than he was uh, riding Cowies. Yeah, I mean, he's got all. He's certainly got the tools. I mean, he's got the equipment here. There's nothing nothing to be holding him back there. But and don't forget, he's the Canadian current future West Moto Canadian Arena Cross champion, right? So, man, this kid. I don't know. I think coming into this, I mean, we spoke with Hammer Time. I don't remember <laughs> if you remember Hammer Time from back in the MX Forum days. Yes, sir. And Hammer Time is all over this kid. He's like his number one fan, and uh, he's he's picking him to win everything. So uh, we'll see. I mean, he's going to be. He's the guy that I thinks going to be tough to beat. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens for sure. He's going to be. He'll be up there pushing for wins. That's for sure. Definitely, especially on the little bike. Uh, he's got skills on the 450, but as far as the 250 class is concerned. My money's on Carson Brown, but uh, unfortunately, we still got a couple of more athletes to talk about, uh, and not and, and and not to be taken lightly is Dylan Wright. The number twelve uh, is going to be coming with uh, some serious heat, and um, and 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 he's got some aggression in in his riding style. And I think that uh, with some with a good start, he's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Dylan Wright's time. I think he's got to he's got to make it happen this year, and I think. Uh, some of the things cleared out, some of the periphery stuff is uh, he is ready to go this year. He's been down training with Colton at uh, GPF there down in Georgia. Uh, he's got the skill. He's got certainly got the aggression. If he has the start, uh, I think he's going to be a guy right there too. There's no reason to count him out as well. I mean, uh, again, though, it's going to come down to a start with him. You're not going to be able to get through some of these top, top three or four guys with a bad start. But uh, Dylan, man, he's going to be, again, like I say, we're flip-flopping until we got to the Carson Brown name. I, I think both of us maybe agree if we had to put our money down, we oh, put it on sure. Carson in this class. Without and question. then after that, yeah, then after that it's going to be tough between a couple guys. So we'll see. Definitely, like uh, like leaving Carson Brown out of that conversation, I do believe that he, uh, if he races all the rounds of the series, he's your he's your eventual champion in the series. But um, like in in the two fifties rather. Um, but who would you say is the most crafty? Um, like like honestly, one of the things that like kind of 
turns into a lot of wins in arena cross is like having good racecraft. Uh, who, who out of the, the guys we've spoken of so far would you say have the best ability to kind of stay stay out of the the, the mayhem, uh, get their good finishes, and uh, and possibly have their best opportunity at a championship once they're everything's settled? Uh, well, in the 250 class, that'd be Moffenbeier, I'd say. I mean, we forget he did five or six years in the 450 class when he was younger, right? So we, right. we forget he was he was number six in Canada, right? In the in the 450. So he's 27. He's the, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's looked like he's been 40 for a while. We always joke about that, but uh, I can say that because I'm a fellow bald guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I think sir. if you're looking for the uh, the guy who can be consistent, take it careful. Plus, he's not pushing for this champion, the arena cross portion like some of these other young guys are. But, uh, yeah, again, Dylan Wright needs to keep it on two wheels. He'll be a factor up the front. You know, Tanner Ward, I think he's ready to go because of his arena cross he's been doing in the Amsoil series. So yeah. and it's going to be exciting at the front. Definitely will be. Um, we would be remiss to not mention the Sky Racing Whole Shot Motorsports team. Uh, two trick Al Dick putting a team together. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go uh, go east, but at least for uh, the first two rounds on the west, uh, both uh, uh, Jonah Britton's and uh, and Jared Petrushka. Uh, Jared will most likely be wearing uh, Fox from head to toe. Yeah, I mean these guys. Um... Jonah, we saw Jonah out, uh, he was out in California just now practicing and everything. He was on a pretty darn stock bike. You can see it was uh, lacking a little bit coming out of the corners compared to some of the guys who were on their race bikes and things. And uh, Jonah, you know, he's, uh, man, he's got the skill. He's down there training hard with Ryan uh, Ryan Hughes. So he's been put through his paces all the past little while, that's for sure. He always has down there to California. But I don't think either of these guys are in here to win this thing quite yet. Um I'm sure they'd obviously love to. Jared Petruska, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Again, one of the nicest one of the nicest guys. But uh these guys, it's great to have them. It's cool to bring outside support. That's Sky Racing. It's a helicopter uh, you know, helicopter company. So it's really cool for that sure. we have them there. I mean Al Dick, uh, Hammer Time was mentioning earlier that Al Dick was unbeatable in Arena Cross back in his day. So I mean he is definitely giving these kids some words of wisdom. So definitely. Yeah, we'll see what the, we'll see what can translate, but I don't think these guys are you know, they're just not quite up at that level yet. Right, like uh, for for indoor racing, uh, you need you need a capable machine and uh, the experience to to go along with it. I think they lacking a little bit of of both, but great to see them out there. Great to see them supporting the series. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know, it's it's great. And uh, if you're on uh, you know their social media, I mean, he's doing just a great thing. And this is the kind of kind of social media push that will bring outside sponsors in. And uh, I'm just saying this now because I want a free ride in a helicopter over to Tofino when I'm out there. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you and I both. Uh, are you are you planning on making uh, a trip out west to go to any of these events or what? Oh yeah, I'd, uh, to be honest, I meant to be there right now, but uh, whatever, yada yada. Uh, I just spent five and a half, six weeks on the road and just drove in, and it I just didn't you. play up. We've, yeah, that's right for sure, right? You all, you were out on a six week adventure as well, so. Um, and we got Tyler Spickman there for this weekend, so we'll be watching uh, him for sending us photos and keeping us all up on uh, what's going on. So. Although uh, I'm not there, which is weird because there's going to come a day when I can't be at every single race, but that's the part of it I love. So it's really difficult for me to step back and say, no, no, I'm going to hire a photographer. Or pay, you know, it doesn't feel the same to me. It, it's really difficult for me to let go of that. For sure. You you and I both uh, control freaks to the very core and just motocross No, I'm not control. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's control. I tell someone else to take control. I don't care, but uh, no, I just <laughs> like being there. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. It's uh, smelling the race gas, uh, dissecting the the race as it happens in front of your eyes. There, there's there's a um, there's there's a point of pride, and there's also a point of enjoyment of that. So I, I totally hear you on that side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I, I enjoy the family side of it and the, the racers, what's going on behind the scenes too. So I, I mean, I love hanging out in the pits and getting photos of these moments and trying to capture moments of parents talking to the kids and mechanics and the, the, the you know, the relationships there. I really like that stuff. And you know, that's not something everybody, so everybody focuses on. I mean, Tyler is more of a, he wants to get out there and get the perfectly lit race photos, which is going to be amazing. There so, uh, so we'll watch for that, but yeah, just, you know, if it's not you, it's, it's not always what you're after. You know what I mean? It's just, you just like what you like. Yes, sir. Um, so let, let's through quickly throw it to commercial break here on the Big MX radio podcast show brought to you by fly racing and FMF. We'll be right back with Billy on uh, the Big MX radio podcast show. We'll be right back. Hey everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entiknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as TheCollectiveEX on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well... You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Demigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent 
through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles is a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Um, so check out the, the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing as well as FMF. Huge sponsors of the show and those guys will make this stuff like this happen where we can call up Mr. Rainford, pick up his brain for all things Canadian motocross and give you guys the, the, the goods on uh, what you can look forward to with this Triple Crown Series. Billy, we're going 450s now. The big boys are out, and uh, we're going to try and do this in a bit of a reverse order so we're not kind of giving away who our champion uh, odds-on odds on favor for the champion is before we get through all these guys. But uh, the 450 class is going to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I think what's what's important here too is uh, some other one-off events fall victim of this. I mean, you offer a big prize money top, top riders come, well, other people are frightened away. They're kind of like, well, hey, man, what, I'm not going to beat right. Matt Gerke at a, you know what I mean? So why would I go? I'm not going to beat Gerke for this, you know. But these guys have done a pretty interesting thing. They've got, like, the, some privateer awards and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I mean, just because you're not going to win, if you're the top finishing privateer, you're going to get your entry fee back kind of thing. And there's all kinds of neat things they're doing to keep uh, what they're calling kind of a race within a race kind of thing. So if, um, just to keep people that maybe don't think they're going to be able to beat a Cole Thompson or whatever, then uh, come on out, still race. And, uh, and you know, it's certainly worthwhile. So it's going to be exciting. That is one thing that I've actually noticed with uh, Canadian moto. Uh, the, there's a lot of times when like, even like, even when we had uh, nationals here, like we might have 10, 15 pretty legitimate uh, uh, A-level riders that, uh, that could enter a national, but we'd only usually get maybe, two three like we we'd like routinely get like an adam pfeiffer going out there and and racing the nationals but uh like in recent history less and less uh, manitobans or local guys uh willing to throw their hat in the ring why do you think that is well you know what i think um there, there was 
I guess it was uh, risk reward, right? I mean, people didn't see. I mean, this whole new injection of new blood with the whole new series and things. I think it's got people a little more excited again. Uh, maybe they're going to be a little more willing to throw some money at it. You know, they're harder and money to go race on the weekends if they're not fully supported riders. But uh, I think in the past they they've done it for years. I mean, like you say, Pfeiffer done it for years and years. And if they decided not to, I mean, they just obviously for whatever reason were thinking they weren't getting they weren't getting their value. It wasn't worth it to them, right? So I mean, hopefully we can with these changes, it'll uh, it'll it'll make that good again. We'll get to full gates. We'll get guy. You know, it'll be good. We'll get qualifiers, and it'll be uh, yeah, be a lot to. Uh, bigger and better like it should be there you go um and, and yeah like I'm, I'm excited about it and uh i think that uh if, if we can get more excitement around the series you might you might get uh, some firmer brothers pop popping into some series or a, a race here and there i know uh um what's his name there uh DJ Burmy was uh, was a rider that was able to attend a lot of nationals and uh, maybe even a uh, uh, he's getting old now. Honestly, it makes me feel old that I'm saying he's old. But uh, maybe uh, Ryan Millar hasn't seen his last uh, um, races as a professional in Canada. Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm surprised every time he shows up. I'm like, I thought you, I thought you left this board. Now, you've, how many kids do you have? Two, three, <laughs> and there he is he back, big right smiling now. face. Yeah, I believe he has too as well, but it's always great seeing him and his family there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to. I mean, again, that kid's, you know, that kid's got more natural talent on a bike than I think anybody I've ever seen ride. Yeah, just just doesn't matter how long he's been off the bike. Doesn't matter if he's got an ACL in either knee, uh, still able to twist the throttle and uh, and... and yeah, the the kids got uh, talent for days. Uh, maybe some unrealized uh, potential as well. But uh, that aside, let's talk some 450s. Okay, let's do it. So uh, the Redline Strict Kawasaki team, they're coming to the town with one rider and one rider alone, the 23 machine of Brock Littner. Uh, what what can we expect from Brock? Yeah, no, it's Brock Littner who's been down riding the 250 and the 250 West Supercross Series. Um, he made one night show. Uh, he's pretty excited, actually. He did very well last year in his first year up in the 450 class up here in Canada. I mean, he did kind of one race the year before in it, and, or a couple, and, and did very well. So he's pretty pumped about how he finished, and he's he's actually said when we were out there that he's really looking forward to hopping on the 450. Uh, I guess the guys have a bike all ready for him, and he's going to be there. Um, again, yeah, he's, again, another guy with great, uh, a lot of uh, potential, a lot of um, experience, right? I mean, he's, he's banged bars with the best guys out there, right, yeah. riding these guys. So. He's again. He's um, he's going to be a factor. He's going to be good, but uh, he's not quite to the level of those top few guys. But uh, he, man, he's going to be right there. Do you think he's going to mix in with uh, guys like uh, Davy Fraser, Kalen Meston? I think I think that's kind of the group that I lump him in, in with. I think so, but I think if you ask him, he would want to say he's going to be ahead of those guys just because of, of all the time he's been putting in on the uh, in the indoor stuff in Supercross. Again, I I mean Kalen, man, he's well, I know we're not there yet, but uh, he's. I mean, I think he won. He won a race couple last year or whatever, but uh, in, in indoors, so he's um, yeah, he's going to be good in yeah. the uh, the press conference today for Triple Crown Series. Like that's that's no slouch. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, he's a good guy, good guy, solid, and it's really nice to see him on a team. And now we've just moved off from Brock Littner there, but <laughs> but yeah, Brock. Um, yeah, he'll he'll be right there. He's not a top. He's not going to be on the podium, I don't think. But he's uh, he's going to be battling with that group, like you said, right behind the uh, top few guys. For sure, like not not everyone can win all the races, but I think that he's going to be uh, someone who uh, knows what to do on two wheels and uh, can get something done. Um, as I alluded to just re- just recently, uh, like uh, Carlson Carlson Racing, they're coming with uh, in the 450 class with Davy Fraser 
and Kalen Meston. I, I do believe that Kalen is one of the uh, more underrated um, of 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 the the class. I think that he with with a start can it, like he's a tough guy to move. He's not a small individual. Um, what, what 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 can you what can you expect from those two guys? The twenty and the ten. Well, it's funny. I was just kind of, I stayed at their place down in uh, Temecula, California for a couple of nights. And again, two of the nicest guys, man, the sport's full of good people, but uh, Keelan and Davey, hilarious. Now Keelan's, uh, his point now is like, Hey man, I got to show Davey who's number one rider on this team. So he's, he's coming in there hot. He's thinking he's going to, you know, he wants to put it there, you know, a joking rivalry for sure. But uh, both those guys, they want to beat each other on that Carlson racing. I mean, it's great for Keelan to get that support. Um, but Keelan's a funny guy. I mean, he's, you know, if you see it, if you're at the races, you think, well, this guy just lets his, you know, lets the, uh, the riding do the talking for him. But man, off the track, he's a character. I don't know if you've seen any of his oh. social media things when he puts on, he said he didn't have a name for that, uh, cowboy he does. He said, well, that's just Keelan Meston. So man, he's a character, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see. That's a battle within a battle. Which guy is ahead there, Keelan or Davey? So that's going to be fun to watch. Definitely. I think those guys are going to add a little bit of, uh, be a pest to, uh, to some of these guys that are going for championships. Um, Let's 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 talk Hondas for a half a second here. Uh, Colton Fasciati, uh, multi-time uh, Canadian national champion, uh, admittedly probably a little, a little bit long in the tooth, but still has wins in him. Do you agree? I, you know, what? I never know what to think about Colton. I, I've had over the years when I've had to pick a champion, I say whenever Colton is racing a series, I just have learned never to bet against him. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yep. this guy. He could go out and win, but. Again, he's got kids. Is he going to be able in the arena cross? Is he going? You know, is he finishing off his career? Is he going to be out there pushing with these young punks who are just going to be going nonstop into the corners? But I think once the gate drops, everybody's a racer. You know what I mean? And Colton's been there, four-time Canadian champ. He's man. I went over to England with him racing Supercross, arena cross, like seven years ago, kind of thing. And I, you know, he's had his chances on big teams in the states for filling rides. And he's, uh, I mean, how can you count Colton out? Right. The, the only question, I guess, is. Which Colton's going to show up? Is he going to have that aggression? Is he still going for it? Uh, like you mentioned, he's getting a bit older. But, man, I've, I always have a hard time betting against Colton. Yeah, it's it seems like uh, he's a bit of an ageless wonder a little bit. Like he, uh, his his style has never been that flashy or that aggressive. Uh, he's always he's like I've always kind of joked that he he's always ridden like an old man. But uh, um, he just gets the job done. He's 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 pretty steady. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, t- tough to to bet against the guy. But um, what what were your thoughts on those uh, the GDR uh, graphic kit? I want to know. <laughs> well. It sounds like everybody's falling in love with those things. I mean, Derek Schuster over there at Gopher Dunes, man, he's, and the guys who are designing, I'm not sure. He's that line nine that does it for them. But, uh, man, yeah, he's uh, Derek's kind of a visionary in the, in the looks category. He likes to, uh, he knows what he likes. Those retro bikes they do up are always amazing every year for their events at Gopher Dunes. And, man, these, these, uh, these bikes, these Hondas this year for this race are pretty, I think they're pretty nice looking for sure. For sure. Kind of gives me, uh, like, kind of shades of, uh, like, Honda of Troy, 1995 when they had the red back fender white uh white shrouds on that bike i think that's uh maybe with the look they were going for yeah i don't know what that's derek what he was shooting for there i'm sure he had something in mind but uh, he always does yeah i know the bike certainly the bike looked great for sure uh sticking with honda and we talked about it in the 250 class the odds on favorite but uh, can he get it done on the 450 carson brown bringing two machines and uh by the end of the night uh um whether it's 250 or 450 he will be tired 
Yeah, and he's just a he's a little guy. I always joke. I can't decide whether he looks like he's twelve or he looks like he's sixty five. I kind of always make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> you look at him, he looks like a little young old guy. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, seems like a super nice guy. I interviewed him, uh, you know, early in the season. I haven't met him personally, so yeah, looking nice forward guy. to meeting him. Yeah, he seems like a super nice guy, doesn't he? But uh, again, he's a little guy, but and he's so he's just got so much skill. But uh, when he gets into a corner with a guy like Gurky or you know these kinds of guys, which is yeah. Fascinating. yeah how's that gonna end up who knows we're gonna find out but uh i mean the skills there obviously right but uh yeah um, and again 250s i think we're giving it to him a little bit tougher to give it to him in the 450s i think yeah oh for sure like uh i think he kind of took everyone by storm earlier in the year when he came up to the future west series won himself from uh some uh like races both uh, on, the, on the big bike and the little bike. In fact, I think it was always on a 250F. I don't think he rode a... Yeah, like one of the things that might be hurting him on the in- uh, indoors is riding the 450. I think that he when he won the like the MX1 class in uh, in Arena Cross before, he was still riding a 250F, um, which, like, I, I don't know why a 450F makes a lot of sense in a, in a hockey rink, but uh, we're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's... he's uh, man, that kid, he just holds it wide open, too, so I'm not... Uh... I haven't personally stood and watched him ride a 450 yet, so it'll be interesting to see the throttle control. And obviously, you can't ride it the same as he does the 250, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, he can do it, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be good to see him up against some of these uh, wily veterans. So it'll be interesting. No kidding. The kid is always full send, and we'll kind of see where the chips fall tomorrow on that live stream. Um, let's let's switch our, our uh, focus over to the uh, the KTM Canada team. No no no, Kevin Benoit. Well, he's kind of announced that after his crash in, in Germany, wasn't interested in racing indoors anymore. And uh, and with KTM uh, Canada not exactly giving their full support to the series, kind of an easy uh, easy out for a guy that doesn't want to race the series. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I spoke to him right after he did that break in his leg there over in Germany, and he said, that is it. I am done. I'm done racing indoors. It's stupid. He was, he was so over it. But then I spoke to him again a little bit after that. He said, well, let's just say JSR would have to come up with a pretty – pretty big lump sum to uh, to get me to do it again so apparently none of that all came together and he's happy to be down racing round one of the gncc in south carolina this weekend there you go gncc's rather than uh arena cross personally i'd be all over the uh the, the arena cross i don't really i'm not a really much of a woods guy at all but uh to each his own but uh as long as we're talking arena cross cole thompson's gonna be there and uh the 16 machine will be uh looking to make some noise yeah, I mean, I went on record earlier today as saying Cole Thompson is my pick for the 450. Uh, man, he's just so good. He knows the indoor tracks. I mean, he did years and years of the uh, AX Tour that, is, that you know Justin Thompson put on down in the southeast in the States. He's a you know past champion in that. I mean, Supercross, top fives. I mean, he's uh, Cole is uh, a guy not to be overlooked. I think uh, he's the kind of guy I have my money on. You got your money on Cole, huh? That's interesting. Um, the, the first time we disagree on the podcast, and it's this. We might have to have a <laughs> full-blown fist fight over it, but we well, probably won't. Here's the thing. I mean, I could flip-flop all night, and at some point you got to take a stand and pick someone. So I had to. I didn't flip a coin necessarily, but, uh, man, it's, I think it's going to be so close. But, yeah, I went with Cole. 
I appreciate you uh, m- making a decision and sticking to it. Um, <laughs> Cole Thompson is the kind of kid who uh, he's got he's got confidence in his riding. He's not much of a head case. He just sort of goes out and does it. Sometimes things don't fall his way, but uh, on sh- on pure bike skill and uh, and determination, I think that he can definitely um, he's he's for sure a contender of this championship. He's he's going to be within the top three. Uh, it's just uh, for him, it's all about uh, whether or not uh, things kind of like just. He he. Sometimes he needs a, a lucky bounce to make things kind of just click for him. I think uh, in the past he's he's just he's he's had that uh, that one or two nights where he just doesn't find that same consistency, and that seems to bite him. Yeah, well, I mean he can get a little moody, he can get a little angry. Yes. Uh, sometimes when he rides rides angry, uh, he does better. So <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think uh, again, like again, he's our Kevin Windham, right? I mean he's a smooth rider, but uh, he makes it work in the tight confines of arena cross still. So. Yeah. Uh, somehow he finds a balance there. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my pick. He is a technician. Um, moving over to the Monster Energy Alpine Stars Pillar Kawasaki team. Uh, should be bringing two guys, but the 800 is not quite ready yet. But So the so just the five of Tyler Medaglia. T-Dags will be uh, in attendance. I believe he's probably sitting in a press conference as we speak um, for the, uh, the Triple Crown Series. Um, why will number five not win this championship? Well, again, you know what, Tyler, I mean, I've, for years and years, I said, I don't think I've ever met someone who just straight up enjoys riding a dirt bike more Agreed. than Tyler Medaglia. I remember being out at, uh, I think it was Riviere du Lou or something like that in Quebec, and uh, they were literally about to introduce the riders, and, and Tyler's like, Billy, Billy, come outside, check this out, I, I, I found this transfer, and they're literally introducing the riders, and he's got this thing where he jumps, he goes through some stairs, just misses a railing cleans over this side of the thing and has to break before he smashes into a brick wall. It was like, yeah, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Tyler, uh, now get in there and get introduced. <laughs> he, he just, he just loves it. Like, I mean, he's, you know, he's the last guy in the track of the first guy there, last guy off kind of thing. I mean, uh, he, again, there's no reason you would bet against Tyler Medallia, to be honest with you. He's still got the speed. Uh, he's got the, the equipment obviously now and the support again. He's, uh, I mean, it's a lot of the faces are familiar to, he was on the Huber motorsports team yes. last year and this is similar guys, different bikes, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he win it? I don't know, just because I put my money on Cole Thompson. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's going to get good starts, and he's going to be right there for sure. No, absolutely. I think that uh, I think you're totally right. I think he's got the equipment necessary. He, de- he definitely has the experience, and uh, and and not shy about racing indoors. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, racing uh, a lot of times uh, on, on the East Coast, West Coast, uh, even going as far back as when uh, uh, Supercross came to Winnipeg uh, a number of years ago. Yeah, and everybody seems to forget. I'm kind of victim of it myself. I, he won like a West Coast Lights Arena Cross title. Yes. Like, I mean, he's uh, he's, he's got skills indoors. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he's got a, he's got three kids. Uh, he's got a he's got to put food on the table. So he's certainly going after wins. Definitely, he will be, and uh, looking forward to that. Um... The, the the Yamaha team rolling into town seems to be a bit of a powerhouse, in my opinion. Matt Gerke, a guy who's won main events in Arena Cross uh, in the last three years, ex- excluding this one, um, and, and he's she's shown dominance indoors and out uh, on the on the 450, on the 250. Uh, he's going to be racing a 450 uh, with, with the number one plate on it uh, for this series. And uh, I, I honestly, if I'm going to put my money on anybody, it's Matt Gerke. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, how could you not bet on Matt Gerke? The only reason I took him out of my pick and went with Cole Thompson was just simply just coming off the injury with his wrist there. He's coming back. I mean, I think he's, I think he's fine now, obviously. But uh, 
I had to look for any kind of a weakness on anyone and to, to make my picks. And I mean, Matt Gerke, what can you say? The guy was good in supercross arena cross outdoors, obviously multi-time champ here and everything. So it's like you say, it's, it's Matt Gerke. He's going to be, he's going to be right there. And, uh, he, I mean, he's going to be top three. How can, how can he not be? For sure, no, absolutely. He's he's, he's got the, the 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 number one on his bike for a reason. I think that uh, and and honestly, how much work they put in uh, in the off season, um, Andre and that team uh, do an amazing job with everything that they do. And uh, I think that like they've had that bike um, pretty much all ironed out and ready to go since the beginning of uh, this year. So they they've got a lot of time on th- that thing. Uh, I remember talking to uh, Dylan Epstein not. Oh, two days before he went down to Florida to, to kind of shake down that motorcycle, he was already excited about it, and he feel he feel, he was feeling comfortable on that thing in stock trim. Wow, Dylan's the kind of guy that would you know it could have been missing a wheel, and he'd sound like he was excited to ride the thing. He's uh, that guy, that guy's the most enthusiastic rider that uh, you're ever going to see around a track. I mean, great guy, and like you say, they've been down at uh, MP at County Line down there with Ian Hayden and the guys down in Florida training. They got a lot of time on the bikes. Uh, I joke too. I mean, Dylan's the most, uh, the most friendliest guy you're going to find. And, you know, he and Berkey are buddies and teammates. And I said, well, what's going to happen when you guys are actually battling for wins here? Are you guys going to be able to stay buddies? And he goes, ah, well, we're going to have to see what happens then. But uh, at this point, we're good friends. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like uh it's uh like I, I the funniest thing I come to, I drive to California, 30 hour drive, end up at uh, Milestone. I wasn't riding for the day, I was watching uh I, one of the uh, one of the riders that actually didn't even recognize him uh like with his helmet on asked me to hold his bars while he, he he's adjusting them. Turns out to be Dylan Epstein. We chat we chit chat for a little bit, help him remount his bars and then uh we went to uh, a, a farmer boys for 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 lunch after that. <laughs> yeah, he's literally the nicest he says, well, yeah, I mean, you watch, uh, if you watch any of the races last year, if you're at them, I mean, at the podium, he was down right in the front row talking to all the kids. I mean, he's so good. He just gets that, you know, hey, Dylan, you know, getting a photo, boom, he looks over and smiles. I mean, he just, uh, he just gets that side of the sport. And not to mention, he's uh, pretty damn fast, too. So he's going to be, I mean, I've got about five or six guys in my top three, and uh, he's in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I saw him riding uh, on the outdoor track at uh, Milestone. He flew by me like I was standing still. I think that probably has more to that says more about uh, my ineptitude than his speed. But either way, um, the guy's going to be on the gas, and uh, he knows how to ride that 450. So uh, I think he's going to go out and uh, surprise some people out there. The seven will most likely be closer to the front than uh, than, than most people uh, are expecting. And uh, I th- honestly, I, I, in my opinion, my one, two, three is as uh, Matt Gerke, Cole Thompson, and uh, and Dylan Epstein. Everything, everyone else is going to have to fight for it. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like I say, there are six guys you could kind of interchange there, and yeah, I mean, I would shuffle out a tiny bit just because I, had, you know, if I'm forced to make a pick. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's that's what's that's what's good about it. I mean, that's what's good for us as fans because there's going to be you know five six guys who are really up there battling bar to bar, and then uh, after that, man, you can be the top privateer who's going to get their money back and who's going to fight for that money. So there's a reason for guys other than the top few guys to get out there so that's uh, i mean and also how are you going to get faster you got to go do these races so man well maybe it's too late now but i was gonna say if you got you're out there get over there and race so anyway <laughs> fair enough well it might be a little bit too late now but uh if it's not too late <laughs> to sign up for that calgary round you still got three weeks for that yes no that's right was it the 16th 17th of uh of march i guess it is yes. coming up yeah the double header 
But uh, um, I would be remiss if we did not at least touch on uh, this one last competitor who I know is racing at least the first two rounds. He's very well known. He's got one moto win in, in Canadian yeah. Cross history. And uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, Ryan, the new Flockhart, both classes, uh, 250, 450. Um, pencil the guy in for at least a whole shot. All right. Now, for those of you listening who aren't from uh, the Maritimes, you know he's not from Newfoundland, right, everybody? He's not. <laughs> no, he's from Moncton. <laughs> he's, he's from uh, Anne Murray's hometown. Yeah, Anne Murray. That's anyway, right. The... Yeah, Spring Hill, Spring Hill, Nova Scotia. That's but, right. Uh, anyway, it's it's hilarious that he gets the Newf. But hey, that's what he's known as the Newf, and as the biggest journey fan you're gonna you're gonna ever come across. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like like everybody jokes, number number one hundred one in the program, but he's certainly you know he's number one in most people's hearts. Definitely. Yeah, I have I have video of him retiring at a Chilliwack Arena Cross years ago, saying he was retiring from pro racing. The tears were there, and I'm like, Ryan, if you come back and race another pro series, I'm going to drag out that video again if you're not careful. So, can you please send me that video? <laughs> I can. Please, please send me that video. I I'm going to put that on social. I I need to put that on Instagram. I like I, I I'm going to. I, mean, tell I would love to say there it. wasn't a dry eye in the house, but uh, I think his eyes were the only ones that were wet. But uh, no, it was it was, <laughs> it was hey. pretty emotional. It was pretty good. Yeah, I love it. And I love that the guy, he loved it so much that uh, he couldn't stop. He had to come back. He's done it a couple of times since. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's great to see the Newf out there. I, 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 I hope that he's able to at least knock down maybe a dash for cash or something along those lines. Uh, uh, some laps led, that would be huge. I think he lives like maybe 15 minutes from the... Uh, from Abbotsford, where the the first um, uh, the first series or the first round is going to be held, so uh, should be at least a crowd favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely will. And again, he's um, he's fast enough to be the great starter. Uh, you know, he's going to get good starts. He'll be right up there, but I, you know, he's just not going to be able to uh, hold on to the top uh, top spots for the whole entire thing. But uh, yeah, he kind of fooled us in the future West up as well, man. He could have if something weird happened, he could have uh, he could have taken the title, but. Uh, it's interesting too. You mentioned the dash for cash. They're calling it, you know, they call it the uh, triple crown clash now, right? They used to call it the mm. clash for cash with the arena cross tour stuff. Yes. And it was the main event. It was the 20 lap main event. That's changed. They're doing more of the dash for cash kind of thing, calling it the rockstar clash or whatever. But uh, yeah. And they do get some points for this too. In the uh, So it's interesting, but uh, yeah, Ryan will be right there for sure. He should be uh, again. He'll be uh, getting some of the biggest cheers out there. Absolutely. No, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the guy will do. Uh, I think, uh, um, and, and, if, and if things honestly go pretty well for him, I think maybe we might even see Noof uh, uh, load up a set of bikes and, and, and head east. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. I know he's a, you know, he's a nine-to-fiver over there with the Atlas Brace and all that stuff and Matrix and 100%. But, um, yeah, I think um, if they'll give him the time off, I'm sure he'll hop in the truck and head on, head on east. For sure. Are you planning on going to Calgary, or, or what's your plan there? Yeah, I'll be in Calgary for sure. Doubleheader for sure. I'll be there. Excellent. Well, my friend, uh, Billy, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. You're a first-time offender. I think you're going to have to be a repeat offender at some point. Uh, but I appreciate you taking us along this journey and getting a better understanding of all things Triple Crown Series, and uh, hopefully it goes off without a hitch. Yeah, man, I appreciate the call. Uh, it was good to get to know you a little bit out there in California. Yes. I mean, uh, you do your thing in Manitoba, and and we're over here based out of Ontario, but it uh, doesn't mean that's where we cover, of course. But, uh, yeah, man, great to get to know you. Thanks for the call. It's always fun talking moto. And, um, 
it's really eating me apart that I'm not there at the races. I hate not being there, but, uh, yeah, I'll be at the next one for sure. Definitely. You know, I, I, uh, it, I, I didn't want to miss this one either. I told Justin I was going to go to this one, and I feel like it's a broken promise already. But uh, I, I can only afford to go to so many races in a seven-week span. And uh, I think my girlfriend would have killed me if I if I wanted to go to a yet another race, only having been home for about 10 days. Yeah, that is also another uh, very important factor that, uh, that comes into this for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Awesome, man. Well, don't hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.